My name is Dom, eighth generation Arizonan, activist, artist, and I've been working in the campaign world for over 10 years. I'm Senya. I'm an artist, activist, Chicana, and I've been involved in politics for over 10 years. We've both lived in Arizona for a long time. In Arizona, let's face it, we've, we've got, got issues. issues. Welcome to the first episode of We've Got Issues, March 17th, a Fuerte Network production. We cover politics for those in the know and not in the know. All right, so the first thing we're going to cover is the tweet of the week. When Ranch tweeted, the government be like, due to coronavirus, we will be providing human rights. Pronounced Eve rightfully responded, terms and conditions apply. All right, next up, read this. We're going to be talking a little bit about coronavirus. The Washington Post put out a simulator talking about how to contain, uh, contain the coronavirus. Here's an animated explanation on the importance of just staying home. So on the screen, we're showing you different situations. First one is when everybody is just assuming their life is normal, living their lives, talking to each other, walking about, going to the grocery store. And if you look at the graph, coronavirus spreads really fast. Uh, this is what we're trying to avoid. Full quarantine, basically you have, you divide two communities. They're both living their lives, it's just that the, con the disease is contained in one community. On the left you have the orange infected dots. Okay. And on the right you have the blue non-infected dots. Eventually you're going to, you're going to have contact between the two communities. Right. They're gonna, you're gonna get people recovering. And so over the lifespan of this graphic, like they're changing colors, so that means like that's the time it takes to heal? Yeah, it's the time. It's the time for a coronavirus to stop spreading. Got it. Some social distancing. So you can see that there are a couple little clusters. They're not really moving. There's still there's still movement. There's still people going about their business and doing certain things. So this this can be somebody who has to go to go work at the grocery store or somebody who is making out deliveries of things that we need to continue our lives, right? But the mm -hmm. but the vast majority of those dots, the vast majority of us people are doing our best to stay away from each other and stay home. We're trying to make it so we don't spike up. Right. And we don't have we don't have a mass spread of the virus because that's where oh. the most damage can happen. So that's like what flattening the curve means. Right. And when you hear people talking about social distancing, everybody is doing their due diligence. If everybody is taking it seriously, not going to social events, not going to the bar, not going to the library, not going to a bunch of places. We're going to include the link in the show notes. Uh, but this, I learned a lot reading this article talking about how disease spreads. Cool. So, looks like we really want to minimize the, uh, the curve of the spread of the infection. Wait, so why were we going to shut off people's water in the first place? As the government scrambles to respond to the pandemic and an associated economic crisis, they're taking much-needed steps to ensure paid sick leave, family leave, halt some evictions and utility shutoffs, and more. Some are even calling for universal basic income. Even though many of the measures come with caveats, it is still astonishing reminder that most of these radical demands have always been both possible and desperately needed, virus or no virus. Next up is our Watch This of the Week. Sanya, you want to talk to us about what happened? All right. I mean, virus aside, we still have some important stuff that happened recently, right? So a couple weeks ago, the Civilian Oversight Committee passed through the city council. 
And this was a big victory. This this model, uh, we really fought for this model. We spent like five hours giving testimony to the city council on why a stronger model was needed, and it was voted through. Wow. It was voted through by the by one vote Hold in the nearest margin. The city of Phoenix with like the whack police department that we've had in the last couple of years voted to do this? That's insane. Yeah, and it was with a lot of community pressure, right? So this wasn't out of the goodness of the council's hearts. It was with the leadership of, cer- of certain council members and the community le- uh, leading and speaking up in support of the Stronger Model. Yeah, and I love the video that Poder in Action put together on this big victory. Um, I think we should watch this. <laughs> destroyed our lives. Kids don't dream of being police anymore, they run and hide from them. And the community deserves a real voice in civilian oversight, that's what we're here for. I'm not leaving until we get it, thank you. continues to be the top advocate for police accountability, the top advocate for our resources, our tax dollars, our city tax, our city budget, representing our needs. And uh, there's still work to be done. Uh, Phoenix Council District 8, like our friends on the city council, told, uh, let us know that the civilian review board is still being fleshed out. Right, so it's going to be about six months before the board itself is going to be off the ground, mm-hmm. and that's. You know, if everything is perfect, right? This virus throws a wrench into the, into the works. Um, yeah. In about a year before it's actually fully operational, and we can actually hold the police accountable. For for any government, that is a fast-moving program. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, stay tuned. Uh, go to facebook.com slash phxdistrict8 for more details. Uh, I'm sure Councilmember Garcia and his team are going to make sure that we're informed on every step of the process, regardless of the quarantine. And we will keep you uh, in the loop on what we know in the future. Uh, So as you see on my shirt from yesterday, I voted, wore my sticker to show off. but it seems that, you know, Biden won our state 49% to 36% for Bernie Sanders. Um, personally, I feel like for every election in Arizona, you should have to have 50% plus one person to win our state. But since that's not the case, I think we're moving forward with what we got right now. Right. Uh, Biden won a plurality of the votes. And you have some of the, the different, the reason it's not 49, 51, or 51 
30, you know, the reason that it doesn't add up to 100 yeah. is because we had ghost candidates on our on our ballots. You had Elizabeth Warren, you had uh, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, people who submitted their ballots early. Basically, their, vo- their votes didn't go to their candidates because yeah. their candidates at this point have dropped out. So maybe a solution to this would be like a, like, you know, if my vote doesn't go towards this person, it should go towards that person scenario or? Yeah, I mean, this is a big argument for ranked choice voting, right? Yeah. Um, we can go more into that later on, but basically you select one, two, three, these are my top three candidates. And if your number one doesn't get more than 50%, so, it gets dropped off. So is this it for Bernie? You know, I don't think so. I It doesn't look like his campaign is slowing down. It doesn't look like they're shutting their doors. I know that there are calls from certain members of the, of the Democratic Party to uh, close down and just endorse Biden. Um, all I know... But I don't think that's happening. All I know is that my eyes are on the prize. Beating Trump is the ultimate goal, no matter what happens. Yeah. We want to be... We want to make sure that we're beating Trump with a, with a bang, not a whimper. What that looks like is up for debate. I want to beat him with a whimper, a cry, as long as we don't have four more years of Trump. Yeah, this is true. Uh, other states that came, that voted last night were Florida and Illinois. Uh, be, between the three states that, Bi- that Biden won, I don't have specific percentages from those, but his delegate count did climb up to 1180 versus Bernie's 884. So the math is difficult, but it's not impossible, and we'll see what happens. Holding out hope. Uh, in... In Arizona, we had record turnout, though. So I think that's one of the, that's probably the important thing to really look at is that yeah. in 2016, just overall, we had 4,600 and sorry, give me one second. 468,461 Democrats. Yeah. So th- those were the so those were the votes. Those were the votes, like from beginning to end, early votes and election day votes. In 2016. In 2016, and that's all Democrats. And then, how much did we have this year? So this year, the early vote surpassed total turnout. Wow. Right. So people, more people mailed in their ballots, uh, than voted overall in wow. the primary. That's crazy. So it's 523 uh, early votes. 80% of the ballots were turned into mail, and about 40,000 people voted on Election Day. So that's a total of 520,000 people who voted. That's insane. Right. So there's momentum. Like, yeah. We're excited. All right. So our last section of this first episode is called Do This. And your do this is stay, stay home. home and wash your hands. And don't touch your face. <laughs> so... There's this really cool app, right? It's a meme maker, and you can plug in. You type. You basically you go you go to the meme maker, and it makes a graphic with the lyrics of your favorite song. The first nice. twenty seconds. You're supposed to be washing your hands for twenty seconds, ah. right? Uh, the first the opening like stanza of Hamilton has been my go-to choice. Okay. Okay. There was a video of Gloria Gloria Gaynor singing "I Will Survive." I think like my mom taught me how to wash my hands when I was growing up. So I've been more interested in like the like uh, watch Netflix with your friends through the internet apps and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and uh, all the memes about how happy people's pets are now that they're just <laughs> staying home with their pets. Yeah, I've seen some pretty happy dogs over the internet. Yeah, dude, those are some stress-free animals. And we've got issues is proudly brought to you by in partnership with Progress Now Arizona and Forte. We'd like to thank the Movement Voter Project, Lucha, Puente Human Rights, Progress Now, Poder in Action, and Arizona's for Fair Elections, and all the organizations in our in our community. We've got issues was hosted by 
Dominic Medina and Senia Arona. The graphics were by Senia Arona. The music was by me, Dominic Medina. Video production, audio engineering, and sound editing were by Danny Arona and Sun Digital. And Osvaldo Franco. Thank you to the Frequency Alterna team for letting us use your space. And we'll see you next week. Bye.